Our world is in peril. Gaia, the spirit of the Earth, can no longer stand the terrible destruction plaguing our planet. She sends five magic rings to five special young people. From Africa, with the power of Earth. From North America, we live with the power of fire. From the Soviet Union, Minka with the power of wind. From Asia, Yi with the power of water. And from South America, Mati with the power of heart. When the five powers combine, they summon Earth's greatest champion, Captain Planet. The power is yours! Hello and welcome to SMPD, the podcast where we look back at the cartoons that shaped our childhood. I am Chris Bolton. With me, as always, my cartoon compatriot, Mr. Mark Williams. Hello. Uh, And this week, we are looking back at the early 90s environmental masterpiece, I guess. (laughs) Disaster piece, Captain Planet. Um, Yeah. Jesus, I... I mean, I I um I remember the show very well. I remember um I had some some toys as well, which I think came from Burger King, and we didn't have Burger King very often, so I remember being chuffed. I had this Captain Planet toy, um, and because it was actually Captain Planet as well, it wasn't one of the underlings, um, so that was really cool. Um, and I was I was quite you know I was, I I always remember it being a little bit on the nose, but it was always all right, and you know we did an important job and all the rest of it. And then came back to watch it this week. And what did I, I? I think I texted you along the lines of "This is Greta Thunberg's wet dream." Yeah, I mean, I mean fucking hell. I I've got to be honest. I never really liked Captain Planet. Um, <laughs> it never. I I can't say I disliked it, but it, it just never resonated with me. Which you know, you're talking about a kid who fucking loved superheroes, as we've covered ad oh, yeah. nausea on this podcast, and captain planet as superheroes go and this was sold as a superhero oh show. yeah definitely yeah captain planet is shit oh he yeah. is a shit superhero yeah i mean the thing is i i mean i i remember liking it but i can't remember if i actually liked it or if i'll no, if it's an earworm that has just been stuck for the last fucking 30 years I, and i associate that with being good for some reason i i want to like it and i think even as a kid i wanted to like it because hmm. It's superheroes, and I like superheroes. And to be fair, Captain Planet actually looked kind of cool. Yeah. Um, he was just like, and this is this seems almost impossible in, in some respects, but he was just like an even more square Superman. Yes. Like, just such a ridiculous do-gooder. Yeah, um, I mean, look, especially and, with the denouement at the end as well. Yeah, um, and look, just... I'll argue Superman's corner all day long when people call him a do-gooder and stuff like that. Like I'm a bit, like after Batman, Superman is right there for me. He's he's number two, um, but Captain Planet is just ridiculously uncool. I'm sorry, but there it is. I'm sorry to yeah. be that shallow. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, the thing is, I mean, it it came at a time. I mean, we just had. I mean, we were, well, we hadn't just that. We were on the back of like, the ban, the global ban on CFCs and stuff like that. So we we, had, we were at a point where the environment was a hot topic, um, not so much as it is now, but you know, you got to start somewhere. Um, and I remember lots of friends of mine at the time at school being very into you know, you got to recycle, you know, you've got to recycle everything. And you're there with your fucking half-eaten sandwich, and they're telling you to recycle it and stuff like that, you know, um, because you no, know, the understanding wasn't there, but the the concept was sort of bedding in. And I think this had a lot to do with that as well as of where we were socially. Um, and yeah, I remember it. I mean, I, I only managed to get through two episodes yesterday before I lost the will to live. After that, it was clips on YouTube because they were about two minutes long and I could just about manage that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's one of those that I I always remember liking it, but I cannot for the fucking life of me remember why, apart from the theme song which stuck in my head um, uh, and, the, the, and the, the, uh, the, the Green Lantern rings. The end theme song is pretty good. The yes. the start theme song is is neither here nor there, but the end. I, I even before we started rewatching, I can still remember, you know, Captain Planet, he's a hero, gonna take yeah. pollution down to zero. And this is as somebody that as I say, wasn't particularly keen on the show. Having said that, I do remember I would still watch it, but it was always one that when it was on, I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. It's yeah, Captain. when's this going yeah. to finish for something else to come on? Can Turtles be on now, please, instead? 
you know. Um, right, yeah. Now, having said all of that, as a person, I completely support this oh, yeah. show's message. Like, I am not quite a tree-hugging hippie, but <laughs> I certainly I... would regard myself as being more environmentally aware than most people. Um, it is something I take very seriously. But, you know, it's it's kind of the same thing with, with veganism and, and stuff today as well. Um, yeah. I am not a vegan. However, I I have actively reduced my meat intake um, of late. Um, not for any political reason. Other, you know, it, it's just that actually it is possible to do that and it helps the environment to do so. Um, and, you know, in, in the same way that this is just banging its drum, nothing winds me up more than fucking vegans man who bang their drum yeah about the politics of it all like well, that is not how you win hearts and minds no absolutely not i mean i've, I've had many an argument with um vegetarians and vegans say well i don't eat cows therefore they don't need to kill as many cows so well no that's not true because they'll still kill as many cows they'll rear and slaughter as many cows they'll just be more wastage because you're not eating it um no it's not the way to go about it it's not it's just saying oh well i'm not eating it therefore i'm doing my bit it's no that in itself isn't enough, and that isn't that in itself isn't going to solve anything. Um, and the argument that goes with it doesn't either. It's no, it's it's making the act no, it's making the act, making the choices, but then also educating people that go with it as well. Personally, I can't finish my greens. I could suck a pig through a straw, but that's just me. I can I can see the logic in veganism. I just it just doesn't appeal to me. Um, a lot of the, a lot of these sort of vegan recipes I get I've, I've been showing every time how great they are. Have mushrooms in them, so they fuck all good for me. Anyway, so I'm allergic. Fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's, it's I, stuff like that that puts me off. I, I'm not, I, I'm not averse to trying it. I just I, don't, don't see the appeal. I personally find a lot of vegan food actually tastes nicer than, than the non-vegan alternative. Um, I certainly think the more modern meat protein substitutes, in a lot of cases, are nicer than meat. Um, right? They, they, that's a taste thing. Um, they're very expensive, so I don't buy yes. them very often. Um, but this is going down a completely different. <laughs> fucking well, it, rabbit hole it is but... and it isn't really i mean it's, it's it's all kind of related isn't it and i mean i as so i went to boston before christmas um and they were really selling hard on their impossible whopper um Impos with, with... i tell you man impossible burgers are where it's fucking at those things are amazing i tell you what i can tell the fucking difference yeah i i actually think they taste better um they taste more often than not they taste more like lamb than beef um i don't like lamb because i find it too fatty but I do like the flavor of lamb. And yeah. these have all of the flavor with none of the fucking fat. Um, well, that's, that's it. And I mean, I I, 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 I I, got to a point, I was like, okay, well, I'll give it a go. It's on TV every two fucking minutes, so I'll give it a go. I mean, your American ad breaks are like as well. So when the TV's on in the bar, you know, right, okay, another fucking advert for Impossible Whopper. Um, I thought, I'll give it a go. Um, and yeah, the only thing that I balked at was the price because it was sort of two thirds of the price again of, uh, of a normal Whopper. They are super expensive, but they're very good. But again, like, you know, I've very much come to the decision to eat, and, and I'm, when I say I'm, I'm eating less meat, it's not that I'm eating meat substitutes like that. Instead, um, I will actively cook a lot of pulses and, and things like that. Um, mm. It just so happens that my palate tends to sway towards hot and spicy anyway, and a lot of sort of Indian and, and Persian foods and things like that where there isn't a lot of meat do have a lot of spices in them. So I will cook things like that. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's very easy for me to transition. But I have come around to that way of thinking, not completely on my own. It's obviously out there in the public eye. But as you know yourself, Mark, if somebody tells me to do something or not to do something, yeah. I am going to do the exact opposite just to be a cunt. Yeah, like <laughs> roll, rolling down an amphitheater. Yeah, like if you tell me not to do something, I will absolutely do it 100% of the time. Um, I don't know why. I know that is a bad thing, and that is something that is fundamentally broken in me. Yeah, I'm um, just going to try it out. Chris, you're not going to give me a million pounds. Uh, I don't have a million pounds, so that's okay. <laughs> that one works. Um, but I don't know. I've just got that little wind-up merchant in me. <laughs> that <laughs> i'd never have guessed yeah that we'll just do it on purpose just for the fuck of it um, yeah and so anytime something gets rammed down my throat i almost just automatically think well well fuck you then yeah um, and i think that was probably a big part 
of the problem with Captain Planet, and I know I'm not on my own in feeling no, like that. Maybe not. I'm an extreme case. I, I don't know though. I mean, I I mean, so I I picked up might be I think yesterday, um, and yeah, I, I found a couple online. Um, couldn't find it to buy, and I was like, you know what, I'll just go with it on on YouTube. I've got another a lot of other choice. Um, so picked up the first two, and the problem I had with it. And we'll dive into these two particular um, episodes in particular because these are the only ones I got through. Is that okay? You, you know, you, you have your message, but then the they painted it as so black and white. The fact that corporations are intentionally and uncaringly killing the planet. They don't care if they kill all the wildlife as long as they get the oil. And yes, okay, there's been an element of that, and there are there are um, factions that would suggest that's the case. However, you cannot tell me that anybody in good conscience says. Well, f- I don't care if I if I kill everything. I don't care if I cause all these problems as long as I get my money. That's that's not how corporations work. Even even big corporations who focus all on tax and things like that. That's not how they work. Nobody goes out to set. Nobody sets out to destroy anything. They just want to take advantage of what of, of the means they've got. But I mean, in the first one, you had um, oh fuck, I can't remember his name. The pig faced bloke. Um, hog, hog something. Hoggish. Some- Hoggish yeah. I want to say something like that. Yeah. Um, so he's there, and he's he's got this new machine, which means he can dig for oil anywhere. Okay, I'm not fairly sure that's not how oil drilling works, but yeah, you know, I'm not a oil engineer, so I don't fucking know. But yeah, so they just went out in the middle of the Caribbean, stuck this big fucking drill in the ground, a pipe behind it, and started sucking oil out from somewhere. Um, whether no, whether they knew it was there or not, because there was no science behind whether we actually found it or not, and some were spilling into the water and you've got his little um, sidekick who I can't remember who voiced him. It was somebody fucking famous. Um, but um, yeah, so his, his sidekick is there saying, um, oh, you can't do that. It was John Rattenberger. Um, you can't do that. You, you, you're pumping oil into the water. I don't care. The only thing I care about is me. And I think, hang on, there's, there's ways and means to do it. And this is exactly like you said about, no, you're ramming down people's throat. The fact that our oh, big corporations don't care. Big corporations don't care. They're just out to fuck the planet for profit. And then the second episode, um, you get the uh, the rat people, um, who was Jeff Goldblum, which I, I picked him out straight away. Um, so you, you they're there, and they're actually manufacturing acid rain. And I said, like, hang on a fucking minute. This isn't, no. Yes, okay, you're trying to appeal to a, 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 a young fan base, and the, the idea behind it is that you can't, you get them young, you get, get the message in there, and they will grow up knowing this shit. As we can, as our generation has done anyway. This stuff has been, this stuff has been everywhere since we were kids. So it, it is ingrained in us, and unfortunately, there are, you know, there are still assholes around who think nothing about, you know, just chucking tires on, into the sea and things like that. But that, no, that's that's a thing that will change or it won't, and that's something that's, that's going to come to a head fairly shortly. But it was like they set out to demonize absolutely everybody who was not planting crops and recycling things. And it, I don't know, I just felt it was a bit, as you said, it's, it's a bit too much where you think, well, hang on, people, no, come, these corporations still need to exist because we need their product. And, oh, I mean, certainly with oil, there's so many things made out of, no, made out of oils that you can't, no, until we have an alternative, they're kind of necessary. So I'm not saying they're a necessary evil, but no, again, Oil companies in real life, apart from BP, apparently, don't set out to flood the fucking oceans with with oil. Yeah, I think you've you've hit on the biggest that I've noticed in the rewatch, and and maybe I, on some subconscious level I noticed it uh, back in the day as well. But you've hit on the biggest problem for me in the rewatch, which is uh, on on these shows quite often when we talk about villains, and particularly we we've talked about it um, recently. Uh, on on Game of Moans as well, um, a good villain, a really good villain, doesn't know that they're a villain no, because they they are just pursuing their own goal and they are absolutely right in their own mind in what they're doing. Yeah, but the villains in Captain Planet seem to actively want to go out and pollute. Yes. And there's no end goal to it. They're not polluting for any other reason, with the exception of maybe uh, Hoggish, who who is after the oil. Like generally. Yeah. They're just polluting for the fuck of it, for shits yeah. and giggles. Well, yeah, I mean, especially um, verminous gum and the, so the the rodents is that there's there's no rationale to it. They're manufacturing acid rain, but they don't seem they don't even have a plan once they've got it. They're just no. trying to fuck up the city. They they're just polluting things for the sake of it. And you know, pollution as as we knew it then and as we know it now is a byproduct. It's not something, as you say, that people actively do. Yeah. So the the analogy doesn't work. It would be far better if it were, you know, a, a media mogul or, or a tycoon 
who just happens to have a massive carbon footprint, you know, and, and yeah. the schemes are not directly environmentally related. You know, it, it could be all sorts of other things that, that the planeteers have to fight and just it somehow ties back to an environmental message and to the carbon footprint and stuff like that. That would be a much cleverer way to do it in the same yeah. way, you know, you get the, the preachy message at the end of the episode. Yeah. Um, just like you used to get in He-Man, not about environmental things, but in about, you know, hey, kids, don't bully each other. Yeah. yeah. You know, and that would always dovetail into what had happened in the episode, but it wouldn't necessarily be direct in the episode itself it would just be a theme that had occurred and i feel like if they'd have done it that way it would have been a lot more effective now of course they didn't do it that way for a number of reasons one being that ted turner was behind this whole fucking thing i was was gonna say the fact that billionaire ted kind of bankrolled it and was instrumental in it that tells you quite a lot about what the product's going to be yeah and, and look not casting aspersions on ted turner here at all um but obviously that does mean that it's going to be very difficult to have a villain who is a multi-billionaire who doesn't give a fuck about his actions <laughs> yeah that's true i mean in all fairness i mean to all fairness to um to turner and the turner family um and the company i wrote until they got taken over um but um they did quite a lot they did a lot of work on the back of this like they set up a charitable, charitable foundation yes, yeah. for education and stuff like that and when when they had to shut that down because of the time warner um, aol merger um, they then went around and they said, rather than have a, a foundation, they set up a bona fide charity so that the things could carry on like that. So, I mean, they, they, a lot of good came out of this. Yeah, I'm it's not just... I'm not knocking Ted Turner for it at all, as I say, and I'm being very careful to, to you know, to, to bring that to the fore. I'm not saying that Ted Turner is uh, somebody that doesn't care about the environment. He clearly does, and that, yeah. and that's why this cartoon even well, exists. Well, yeah, I'd say if, if he didn't, but, this, this thing would have never seen the light of fucking yeah, day. Yeah, but, you know, if... Being that it's been bankrolled by Ted Turner, any kind of authority figure you have, any kind of villain who's a who's a mogul or a multi-millionaire or head of a manufacturer or anything, yeah. if there's business and money involved, there is going to be, like it or not, a connotation there. Of course there is, yeah. Um, and so they have to be very careful of that thing. And that's not to say those characters don't exist here, because they do. I feel like what they needed, though, was just a central villain at the forefront, because that's the other thing, is there isn't really one. Captain Planet has a massive rogues gallery. Yeah. Um, but there's no there's no Joker to his Batman. Well, no, they've no they, they sort of tried it, didn't they? They sort of tried with, um, like, they had the, um, the eco-villains, and then they had um, the equivalent, which was Captain Pollution. Um, but it just yeah, it was th- like thrown away. Is is the the the, the um the, the point of it is that it just never went anywhere. Oh, I see what you did. Yeah, I see. Yeah, um, very good. But um, yeah, it was one of those. They, they just kind of didn't really do anything with it. You had it, and again, there was a lot of potential for it. Um, but yeah, it just didn't really it didn't really pan out. Um, that's it. I mean, I think we've started quite negatively. I think, and I, I th- there are there are a lot of positives to it as well. I mean, the, the message is heavy handed, but you kind of get what they're trying to do. Um, the fact that they put in some god awful stereotype kids from oh, the world. Oh man, that was that, the very first thing that jumped uh, out at me. Like yeah. I knew it. I'd was, forgotten about that. I well, I honest. knew it was United Colors of Benetton. Like I, I remembered that much about it. I just didn't realize how hideously stereotyped they were. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd forgotten, and then um, when I was looking for it, I um, I was reading the, the wiki page about it at the same time. I was like, oh, so one's from Africa. Because Africa is a small place, you know, and, um, doesn't really matter. One's from Asia, one's yeah. from Soviet Union, because you can't have you no, know, you can't have a European. You've got to have a Rusky, because you now we're at the end of the Cold War. Um, one's from Brooklyn, because why the fuck not? And then you've got um, a little Hispanic kid who's smaller and you know, largely inferior. He's you know, physically he's physically weaker. His you know, his power is less obvious. And you know, again, it's just you know, what do you do with a token Mexican? You make them as and... ineffective as possible. And he has a monkey. And he has a monkey. Um, it's horrible. It's yeah. horrible. That it, it is the, the Russian stereotype, particularly, is yeah. disgusting. It, it is <laughs> awful. Um, and I mean the the way that um, I can't remember her name is it Linka Lanka something like that. The way she is treated by the American character. Um, and well, I mean, it kind of yeah. gives rise to the way that she responds to him. Um, so I mean, you can't know. It's it's. And it's, I know it's not sort of, you know, one up in each other. It's just, you know, it's equally bad on both parts. But you kind of you see that attitude. And we're, no, we're at the end of 40 years of not war at this point with um, between America and Russia. So, yes, there were hostilities, but they were largely forgotten at this point because it was all coming to an end. 
Um, and it didn't know it didn't mean as much as it did in the sort of the 50s and the 60s. Um, so this just seemed unnecessarily hostile. Um, and because of that, she came across as very spiky and very acerbic in return. But it's always in return. She never starts it. She only ever retaliates. But she's the one you always think, fucking hell, she's a bit of a bitch. And and it's it's not just uh, on the stereotype level. It's also the gender. You yes. know, it's not just the the international identity. It's also the gender stereotype of the way it's it's linker. Um, and I think the American is Wheeler, I want to yeah. say. Yeah. Um, but just his attitude towards her as essentially a piece of ass. Yeah. Is is just disgusting <laughs> yeah it's not great um i mean f- for all of that so the so the the second episode the one with the rats um there was some interesting character they started to lay, lay some groundwork with um marty i think it was the um the mexican kid yeah marty yeah so they started i'm, I'm reading i can't remember how they pronounced it um they started doing some work with him about the fact that yes he's, he's smaller and he always lets people down and he's not good enough he's not strong enough he's not fast enough all this sort of stuff um and they it, they started to explore why he has the heart ring, and it's because yes, okay, he he might be smaller, he might be um, less physically intimidating or imposing or able, but he's all courage, he's all fortitude, and that's you know, that's what they're trying to sell in him. So again, it's really on the fucking nose the fact that he's he's the heart. But they started exploring that. I mean, I don't I didn't watch enough of it to know whether they pursued any of that with any of the characters. They actually started looking at their characters and trying to build anything. I'd like to hope over the course of six seasons and a hundred and some odd episodes they did, but I wouldn't bet on it. In all fairness, um, I do remember, and, and it's been a week for me, unfortunately, so I've not watched as much of this as I normally would with other shows, but I've, I've seen slightly more than you over the course of the last 24 hours. Lucky yeah. me. Um, <laughs> I There does seem to be some development time through, and I do remember there being some as well with the Planeteers and specifically the Planeteers. Um, Captain mm. Planet is never anything other than Captain Planet. And yeah, Gaia, he's never going to be, is he? And Gaia is never anything other than Gaia. But I do remember the Planteers not so much individually, but as a unit growing closer right. um, and, and forming bonds. But again, it's it's very basic stuff, I think. Um, the writing is fine. Um, I, I, like, I'll, I'll be fair, if we, if we could just ignore the, the preachiness of it yeah, um, and, and put some more flesh on the bones of those villains... I think I'd actually be saying that I really like this because it, it's nearly, you know, coming back to it now and rewatching it, there is a lot of good. It is nearly very good. Yeah. Um, it, it's just unfortunately for every step forward, there's there's a couple of steps back. You know, the, the stereotypes, God, it doesn't excuse it. Every time we say it, we say it doesn't excuse it. But the stereotypes are, are of their time. Yes. Um, And, you know, the, the preachiness is unfortunate. But... There is effort made there with the writing. There is effort to actually bring the characters through past those stereotypes as well. You know, yeah. like you said, there's, there's the whole thing of Mati having the, the heart ring rather than earth, air, fire, water. I mean, it's a bit of a stretch when the other four are elements and all of a sudden heart is also an element, apparently. Yeah, um, but, you know, if you look okay. at ice is an element in Frozen 2 as well, so, you know. Well, I mean, it's water, isn't it? So No, it's a separate one. Yeah, but ice is water, so you could say it's elemental. I know it's treated as a separate element there, yeah. but there, there's an elemental nature to that, whereas yeah. the heart, yeah. I would argue, is more spiritual than yeah. elemental. Yeah. Of course it is. Um, um, but, but again, they, they, I mean, so this, is why, this is why I'd like to think they did carry on with those character through lines, because like the fact you've got Wheeler, whose power is fire, and he's a fucking Wheeler's superpower being... is being an absolute cockwomble. Yeah, he's he's a ginger cunt. Um, actually, I have in all the shows we've watched, and I yeah, I, every single one. Yeah, I, I was yeah. just about to say I'll I'll make an exception, but I'm not going to make any exceptions. In every single show that we've watched, I don't think I have disliked the character as intensely as I dislike Wheeler. No, he's Captain the Theon fucking Greyjoy of this program. That's where I was going to go. That's the exception I was going to make. And then I thought, well, no, it's nothing to do with this show. So that is the exception I was going to make, but I decided not to. Um, um, but yeah, it's, I mean, but it's, again, the, the way they've set it up is that he's he's rash, he's impulsive, he's hot-headed, and he's ginger. So yeah, we'll give him fire, obviously. Um, no, we, we give the African guy earth because there's no water in Africa, so we couldn't give him water. Oh uh, my no. fucking God, I hadn't even realised that, Mark. Yeah. Oh, that's even worse. Yeah. Oh my. 
fucking god. Yeah, so no, Africa is hot and still, so we can't give him wind and we can't give him water. Oh my... I don't know if it's worse to give the African guy water, though. I don't know if that's better or worse if they had actually given him water. Because then, oh, oh, Jesus Christ! But it, it was quite funny because obviously he gets his um, he gets his earth ring, and he's, the first thing is, oh, I could use this to plant so many more crops. I say like, they're all going to fucking die because you don't have any fucking water. Yeah, that's the one you need. Yeah, but he's just oh, thinking he hasn't, he hasn't got to dig as many fucking holes. That's what he's thinking. That completely passed me by. I don't know how I managed to miss that. Um, so yeah, let, let's go through them then. So so Matty has the heart ring. Yeah. Um, What's the, what's the African guy? Kwame. Kwame, right. He has Which was uh, Lavar Burton. Lavar Burton. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Even as a yeah. kid, I remember that. Yeah. Um, um, and that's one thing I will come up we'll come on to later on. The cast in this is fucking Oh, man. It's, it's fucking crazy. Um, Wheeler is the American kid with yes. the power of fire. fire. Yeah. Inca is from the Soviet Union and she has the power of wind. Yeah, although when it went, um, when they did the second run in 93, I think it was, when it went from. Um, when it went, I think it went to Deke or from Deke. Um, they basically changed studios and they had, they had to redub it because she was then Russian. She wasn't Soviet anymore because the Soviet Union didn't exist. So yeah, even entirely now, different character shift. Even even now, when you when you hear it in the intro, it does stick in the teeth. We say she's from the Soviet Union. So just yeah. say Russia. She's not yeah. fucking Ivan Drago. Jesus. Yeah. But saying uh, that, I mean, that, that is a thing. I mean, I um, friends of um, my in laws, um, the. Um, the lady, she's passed away now, which uh, she was about 105 or something. She was she was particularly ancient. But so I remember she was involved in a conversation in one part of a room when I was somewhere else. And somebody, somebody asked her, um, just made a comment that she was from Czechoslovakia. And she stopped and dead and said, no, I'm from the Czech Republic. And it was one of the, it was so, there was a, a real thing of pride because you know, this and Russia is the same with a lot of people. So the Soviet Union was a, a very oppressive regime. It was and, you know, same with the Czechs. And no, this is, we want to be known as being free and being Russian. So it, you can see why they changed it very quickly to being Russian. Um, and and for hearing it now 30 years later, hearing Soviet Union goes, oh, fucking hell. But you can, you can see why they kind of went, oh, yeah, we need to change that as quickly as we can because yeah. people, aren't, people aren't going to engage with it. People are going to get turned off by the fact they're not the Soviet Union anymore. And no, they are a free people. They're not led by... Um, were they dictator? Was Gorbachev a dictator by the end or were they just kind of you know, communist fuckheads? I mean, Russia's yeah, it's communist is essentially what it is. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, I know so like Stalin and uh, Khrushchev were dictators, but I don't think they all were. I think they kind of softened over time. Uh, yeah, good, nice, soft, cuddly dictators is what we want. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I it just it it just shows its age as soon as you hear Soviet Union. I'm yes. like, What? Hey. Eh? Um, well, that's the you know, and that's speaking as somebody who was who was old enough to remember the soviet union like well, yeah. that is that is something that happened in not my adult lifetime but certainly in my lifetime to a point where i was old enough to know what was going on yeah i mean uh, I, i'll always remember I, I it meant absolutely fuck all to me but i remember um i was at my grandparents house and they were showing live footage on the news of the Berlin war coming down mm-hmm. and my, my grandfather who was in the air force during the war and all that um, he was in tears watching this i don't know and was what's one of them and he was just really you know, he was getting ecstatic and it, you know, because this is something that he had his entire adult life. I mean, Christ, he'd have been 60 at this point, um, if not more. And he was sobbing like a little bit through the skin knee um, because this no, this fucking meant something to everybody around the world. And I, I remember this quite vividly. Didn't know what the hell it meant. And obviously, it's, I mean, because I think I'd have been about fucking seven or something like that at the time. Um, but yeah, and so, I mean, subsequently then studied it and you know, I studied the Cold War at school and did quite a lot of um, work on it for, um, in that period. And well, yeah, you can see why it's such a big deal and why you know, why people got so fucking hung up on, no, we're not Soviet Union, no, we're not the Soviet Union, we're Russian, and you know, trying to get back to them as they were before the communists took over. Um, so, yeah, it's a, it's a fucking, you know, it's a huge period in time, and this came right smack in the middle of it. So, I mean, it's 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 understandable that that would play a part as well. Yeah, definitely. So, whatever she was, anyway, yeah. she had the, the wind ring, and then we had, it was was it Guy or Lee? I think it was Guy, wasn't it? Guy, Guy. Yeah. Um, from South Korea, who had yes. the power of water. Yes. So, basically, what you've got is the shit elemental version of Power Rangers. Yes. Essentially, instead of really fucking cool robot dinosaur things, they got a solar panel plane and fucking Captain Planet. Yeah. Who, like, in and of himself, like I said, Captain Planet as a design 
is a is a Poundland superhero. Let's be honest. Yeah, about yeah. It. I was going to say he looked like a shit um, Thundercat. Yes, it's, it. yeah, it's the fucking mullet that does that. Yes, that's what does that, right? But he's but he's a, the coloring as well doesn't. I don't know. It, yeah, it, 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 it's a look. It looks like a cheap Thundercat. But it looks like that now. But I mean, at the time, it would have. St- yeah, he, he still looked cheap, but he looked cool enough. Like he looked like what a superhero looked like in the early nineties. Yes, you know, he had a big barrel chest, and he wore his pants on the outside. And he, he, he I mean, he, that haircut, that's Superman's haircut from the nineties. He, yeah, he's basically Superman with blue skin. That's what they've done. Yeah, um, big square jaw. You know, sort of uh, mullet. He's, he's early 90s Superman. Um, so I guess he looks okay, but yeah, he's no fucking Megazord, is he? Let's be no. honest. But to be fair, very few things are. Yeah. Um, but the principle's the same. You know, all five of them come together when there is a threat greater than they can yeah. manage on their own. Yeah. Um, I guess there's a message to be taken out of that as well, that they're yeah. stronger as a team and what have you. Yeah, and again, it's no, as you say, it's no, you had to kill us of anything, and there was you know, one nation under God and all this stuff. We're all in it together. We're, you know, we've only got one planet and it's dying, so we've all got to muck in. Um, and then look where we got to fucking 30 years later. Um, yeah, so, but look, for whatever reason that we might be bashing on it for being a bit hokey and a bit silly and a bit second rate, like, there's legs on it. Like, oh, people yeah, still know Captain Planet today. I rem- And even... When I said, you know, I, I didn't particularly enjoy it, I know it was huge. It yeah. just wasn't my thing, but it was fucking huge. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I, I remember I had a fucking Spectrum game of this as well. Um, I remember the games. Yeah. It wasn't, I mean, it was only one, the one I had. It wasn't, it wasn't particularly good. It was, um, the only bit I remember is you're at the flying level. So, you know, you're, you, you know, you, you've got scroll, the rolling screen behind you and you just up and down. And um, I, th- I can't remember if he, if he could shoot fucking lasers or something out of his hand or something i think he had some sort of power that he could he could break things up but you generally just had to avoid stuff i remember that but i don't remember like and i having read it now i know there was lots of fucking shit tons of merchandise um i don't remember a great deal of it but i do remember this game fucking clear as day yeah i I remember the game as well um primarily because yeah he he'd be like shooting lasers and all sorts of weird shit and which like he never sh- did in the show no because in the show he would just like create tornadoes and yeah he was essentially uh, you know i said he looked like shit superman but for, as far as his powers go he was shit storm is what he was <laughs> uh which is a better name for a superhero just call him captain shit storm that's much yeah. better <laughs> straight out of the deadpool playbook yeah totally captain shit storm um, it's not a bad villain name, actually. I might tuck that one in my back pocket. Yeah, yeah, it's copyright us. Yeah, um, but yeah, he, he was essentially Storm. He'd control the weather and control the elements yeah. and stuff like that, which stands to reason because his powers derive from the rings. You know, yeah, by your powers combined, I am Captain Planet, as he says. Yeah. Um, I, I love the way as well they explained it in the first, in the very first episode, the first time you see him. While I am here, your rings are useless because I can guarantee some fuck all have thought at some point. Well, they can just use the rings to get out of it. Yeah. So they, they, they wrote around that in the very first episode. I thought that was brilliant. I mean, we talked in um, when we did Jason Wheel Warriors a couple of weeks ago. We were talking about you know, magic ring, which basically, you know, it's your, it's your, your magic bullet. Um, and they took that away straight away. I thought it was brilliant. Yeah. The rings actually and the planeteers themselves, they are pretty shit. Yeah. Like considering they've got these rings that can control the elements and you know, you could essentially like make a storm, control a tidal wave, cause an earthquake. You could do all of these things. Yeah. But every fucking time they're just like, Meh, fuck this, let's just call Captain Planet. Yeah. No, I'm not being funny. They didn't even fucking make s'mores. Yeah, I mean, come on. I mean, if I'm controlling fire, the first thing I'm doing is setting fire to fucking marshmallows. I'm sorry. Yeah, totally. I mean, let's be fair. If you can control fire, if you're a absolute cock knocker like Wheeler is, and you can control fire. Like, you are just burning everything, aren't you? Immediately, as soon as you find out, you're just like, well, I'm going to just fucking burn shit for the next 10 minutes. Yeah, so I, yeah, it's, it's, it's like, right, okay, I'm going to, I can just know, light goes on, light goes off, light goes on, you just know, you'd be pissing about with fire. But then, then you get carried away, and like, right, okay, well, all these fucking wars are going on. I'm just going to fly our little solar powered jet over fucking, I don't know, Saddam Hussein's palace and set fire to the cunt from the air. Because why not? I'm that sort of shithead. And it's that sort of thing that, given the character, they would be so rife for abuse. It's unbelievable. Yeah, and I mean, just in terms of what they could have done with the team, like, I almost feel like, I know Captain Planet's the figurehead, and he's a superhero, which, you know, yeah. this was just prior to Batman animated. Um, yeah, so a couple just of years. Prior to a real superhero renaissance. But, 
but superheroes are, are you know your bread and butter of a saturday morning cartoon so yeah i guess they felt like they had to have one but i think this show is far more interesting if you just concentrate on the characters of the planeteers and their rings and what they can do with the rings because just i mean look coming at this from a from a, a tabletop RPG perspective, put that hat on for a minute, okay? Let's say you've got a bunch of druids and wizards and stuff. Yeah. And you, you're all controlling a separate element, okay? Like, when shit's going down, somebody creates a massive pillar out of the earth and then you raise your fire guy up so that he can hurl fireballs from a distance. Yeah. Yeah, and then, you know, if you've got ground-based enemies, then you get a tidal wave and you wash them out. And... There's just so much they could do by combining their powers. Yeah, but they never do. They just kind of put up, ah, oh, yeah, Captain Planet. Yeah, they never do. And I, there's, I think there's a much more interesting show there of just the Planeteers learning that they have the power to well, change that's actually, the planet. That's the fucking strapline. The power is yours. The power is yours. Yeah, except it's not because the power no. is Captain Planet's because we have to call on him every fucking time. Well, yeah, because you now a group, a group of silly kids can't save the world. It's only this mythical figurehead. Yeah, whereas actually the message you want... Do you know, I think I've just put my finger as we're talking about this. That's what's great about this show sometimes is when we break <laughs> stuff down afterwards and things yeah. click into place. That is why this show never connected with me because the message... It, this is definitely is. The message is bullshit because the message is that you have the power to affect change and they're constantly trying to tell you how you can do that but what that's the the message they try to put out but then the message they give you in the storytelling in in the subtext is that actually whatever you do is small fry and you're kind of useless because mm. you need to call on captain planet in order to sort things out yeah and i mean as, as a metaphor it's kind of heavy handed but you can see i mean especially if you look at the the first episode um with um hoggish gridley and like the you know the him representing all fucking oil corporations anywhere that Yes, okay, you can do your little bit, you can chip away, but actually what you need is some big fucking united effort by the global powers to stamp down on it. So it, there is a very heavy metaphor associated with Captain Planet as well. But yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, there have been talks of reboots and remakes of fucking donkey's years with this show. And I think if you were going to do that, the way to do it would be to write off Captain Planet and as they have these these kids learning learning how to Definitely. harness their elements. And, and look, Netflix, if you're listening, who am I fucking kidding? But like this sort of thing, like this is rife for Netflix because it doesn't, if you focus on the kids, it doesn't need to be mega budget. You do yeah. like a 10 episode arc. You pick any one of those villains. Yeah. Um, I, I personally would probably go with Jeff Goldblum's rap guy, whatever he was called. And Venomous you get, scum. Venomous you, scum. Venomous, you can get a whole storyline behind, behind how he's some sort of mutated yeah, yeah. Be, because of of pollutants and stuff that has got into the water or whatever uh, and then these kids need to kind of save the planet and if you want if you really want captain planet what you do is you drop him in at episode 10 right yeah. at the end like right 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 at yeah. the end when yeah, the kids yeah. have already pretty much done everything but it's like end of act three chips are really down and all of a sudden they discover that actually if they combine their powers yeah, you know they they can, but it should be more than just the kids. Then it should take something else. It should take their powers and some event, some event, yeah, or or some maybe it's it's their powers amplified and it takes everyone else in the world or something. I don't know, but yeah, that's something. how you bring him in. Um, and instead of having Captain Planet, obviously you have a giant Mecha Thunberg um just <laughs> stomping <laughs> on it, um, and the kids like pilot her around from her head. <laughs> nice um, uh yeah copyright yeah. me <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll have that yeah um one thing i did notice actually i'm it's sort of sort of talking about that when, did you ever think right when when we were growing up and you watched old like old adventure tv shows right quicksand was the thing that was going to fucking kill you right wherever you were every fucking quicksand, time right? right every time i am petrified of quicksand yeah. still to this day i've never fucking seen quicksand no i've neither never I, encountered does it, it even exist is it, it is it, it actually it is a thing, thing. It is a thing whereby if you have, I think it's along the lines, and any scientists who are listening, yeah, again, no, who am I kidding? But I think it's to do with if you've got different densities of material, so okay. what's on top is denser, so when you step through, you sink into the lighter stuff at the bottom, and then you can't get yourself out, something like that. Um, sounds plausible, I don't know. Um, but 
the 90s equivalent of that was fucking toxic waste. Oh, everything was toxic waste. Everything was fucking toxic waste. And you, yeah. in the two episodes of this I watched, toxic waste was a weapon. It came out of fucking hose pipes. Yeah. Again, everything was... Where it, the, it totally was. Where yeah. are all these fucking barrels of toxic waste that everybody had lying around? Because I never fucking saw one. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You I mean, just I've, I've seen it, plenty in my adult life through, through the course of my work, but in a controlled environment. But yeah, and, and I bet you it's never bright fucking green, is it? No. It's usually fucking sludge. Like brown, yeah. blacky, brownie sludge. Yeah, and you're right. Smells You're fucking right, rancid. The but more, yeah, it, more, it was, that was the more I think about it in the nineties, like just just toxic waste or mutagens or whatever. You had turtles. You had the guy at the end of RoboCop. You had this. You had Toxic Avengers. Toxic Avengers. That was the one I was going to bring to mind. This was the other example because again, Hoggish uses it in the first episode. He has a toxic waste gun. Jesus. What the fuck? Yeah. How does the toxic waste not eat through the metal of the gun to start well, with? Exactly, unless it's you know, some again because because he, he doesn't care about the environment. Maybe some though it's some sort of you know, thermally bonded plastic. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, but yeah, that's. I mean, it's, it always bugged me um, that I never no, I never saw toxic waste. Seems I never saw quicksand. You oh mean, my god! If I fucking drown in quicksand now, I do apologize. <laughs> I've just realised the irony as well of you mentioning all the Burger King toys, and of course all of the millions that were generated from captain planet toys as well yeah. all plastics yeah now apparently um i don't believe this for a fucking second but in the it, it wouldn't have been at the time but certainly in the last 10 years both mcdonald's and burger king have, have only released happy meal stuff that is re- uh, no, sorry, like kids toys that are recyclable even the packaging apparently which i'm fairly sure you can't recycle um back and form plastic uh yeah i don't think you can but, or or I mean, maybe I think you can, but it's no, it's the process isn't widely available because it's expensive. In all fairness, um, I don't know too much about Burger King as a company, um, other than they are vastly superior to McDonald's in on the food side of things. Yes. Um, but but you don't see too many of them around here for some reason, so I don't go to them very often. Um, but so I don't know too much about them as a company, but I do know McDonald's are very environmentally conscientious. That is one thing I do know for yeah. sure. I mean, um, I mean the, probably the last 10, 15 years, they've made a massive step. Like They got rid of the, the polystyrene um, packaging. Fuck, that must have been 20 years ago, if not more. Um, and they went to cardboard. Um, and uh, they um, they moved to recyclable straws, and then they changed to the paper, which you couldn't recycle, which is fucking ridiculous. But, and they, and like the, they started using their, um, you know, the, the cooking oil as biodiesel and shit like that. So they, they, they did make, they've made, taken massive strides, McDonald's, in all fairness to them. Burger King, I don't know, same as you, I don't know so much about them. They're not as big here as they are in America. Um, or Ireland, bizarrely. When, if you go to Dublin, if you, if you find a McDonald's, look two doors up or down the road, and there will always be a Burger King. I yeah. don't know whether it's like a franchising thing whereby they have to have them. But there was always one within two doors of a McDonald's. Uh, they're um, vastly superior to McDonald's, but we just don't see too many of them. No, that's it. Interestingly, though, speaking about the Burger King McDonald's thing, just to jump on the the back of that message, you know, McDonald's have been better of of late, as you say. But even all the way back, do you remember Mick and Mac? Yeah. Now this was about the time of Captain Planet, so Burger King cashed in on Captain Planet. Yeah. But McDonald's created their own. It was a, it was a game, I think, and they spun off out of the game. Yeah, they created their own like environmental heroes. There was Mick and Mac, the Global Gladiators. Um, now I don't know whether that was just like, oh, Captain Planet seems popular and Burger King are doing it, so let's do that. But I don't know. I mean, I think that again, it's ironic given the the stance of against big corporations in uh, Captain Planet, but I think. Uh, McDonald's and um, I don't know who owned Burger King at the time, but certainly Diageo now. Um, they've very, no, they've always been very big on their civic mission. They understand that, you know, yes, no, we 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 are a massive part of people's lives. I mean, you only have to look at a couple of weeks ago when McDonald's said they were closing for the coronavirus um, outbreak. You had fucking idiots queuing up for an hour and a half to get chicken McNuggets from the drive-through because they weren't going to be able to get them for three weeks. Yeah, you know, that that's I mean that's how much they permeated our, our culture and our society. And Burger King are the same. I say to a lesser extent in this country because they're not as big, but certainly in America. Um, but yeah, they, so there's they've always been very aware of theirs. You know, since the nineties, their civic mission. So you know, the whole thing of they tried to introduce healthier choices. They, you know, it wasn't just all fried, you know, all, all fried fast food. You could get you know, you could get fruit back. You could get water instead of coke. And you no know, little you no, know, they were they were little things, but they started small and they built up and built up built up. And now you look at McDonald's now. They have an entire website, uh, which I think is what makes McDonald's. And it tells you all the stuff they're doing. So the fact they use waterless urinals, so they, they don't waste water. Um, they only use uh, their hand soap dispensers. They don't use um, uh, um, 
I can't remember the phrase they use, but basically organic. No, it's, it's organic stuff. Um, no, they 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 um, they work with sustainable farms for their milk and their beef and stuff like that. So they've, all this stuff has come over a period of the last of 25, 30 years, and it's no, it's really front and center. They're they're making they're making it one of their selling points, and without the pressure you had at the end of the 80s and the beginning of the 90s, you know, between you know, the holding the ozone layer and stuff like this, attacking you know, targeting kids. I mean, we're talking about this now. We're pushing 40. Um, and this is something we remember from our childhood. So th this is something that's had 30 years to permeate with us and grow because obviously society has changed and is, is more um, geared towards this anyway. So the, the, the fact that these these companies are now front and center is quite ironic looking back and you know, at the way that all corporate, no, okay, I know it's an oil company, but they're all being portrayed as the same. It's these big corporations don't give a fuck about the planet. They're just in it for the money. And you see the steps have been taken since then. It's quite astounding. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's. I think it's interesting when you, when you look at the the cultural shift from the nineties to now, though, and then you try and put this show into context. Like we just talked about a reboot. Like how alien would it feel if it came out now with a message this direct? You know, because everybody would kind of just go, yeah, well, we know, because McDonald's have been telling us for fucking ten well, years. Yeah, fucking Al Gore told us twenty years ago. It's man bear pig. Yeah, exactly. So it's a bit. Maybe that is another reason why it sticks in the teeth more now. I definitely knew back then that it was heavy-handed, but it just feels even more so now. Um, yeah. But you know, look, that that is what it is. I think we've we've obviously the, we were going to talk about the environmentalism of it all, and and I think we've we've kind of covered that. To look at the show itself, to take it aside from that. Yeah. If you take it as a dopey superhero show, and it is dopey. Yeah. Okay. Um, if you take it as a dopey superhero show, it's reasonably well written for yeah. what it is. You know, yeah. it, it's it, there is you know the villains are are shit, but everything hangs together. There's a, there's a clear adventure that everyone goes you, on every you episode. Could do a direct comparison with an episode of this and an episode of Power Rangers. Even Easily, to, you know, you've yeah. got you've got Gaia Setman to work same as you've got Zordon. You've got um you've got no got the um the, uh, the, the 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 main cast. You've got their usual rogues gallery. And you've got a story of the week, and I think that yes, okay, it's it's very heavy-handed um, with its with its message to a point where it's off-putting. Um, you're certainly watching it now; it's off-putting. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you take it as you said, if you take it as a superhero show, it's not at all out of character with everything else you'd have seen at the time. It's yeah, it's it's nowhere near the best. Um, it's not the worst either. But it's nowhere near the worst either. No, it's it's perfectly passable. The We've mentioned like some of the of the voice cast, some of oh, the very fuck. famous voice. I mean, we haven't done a roll call yet, and we will. But even ignoring them, ignoring that because they were generally villains, the yeah. the core cast, the voice work, you know, again, accents aside, which is you know just what was there from that was what was on the page. Um, the performances are good, like genuinely really good. Um, the animation is okay. It's yeah, not. I was say, it's not bad. It's brilliant, not, but it's again, not bad. Yeah, I mean, I was I was watching it yesterday. Um, I had on I was, had on, on YouTube on the TV, and the what the first one I had it was full screen, and okay, it didn't look brilliant, but it didn't look like it was no, it didn't look like they was dropping frames and it was it was pretty passable. And it reminded the, the second me one was in a half screen. It was yes. I suppose it is that sort of time, isn't it? So you know, that, yeah. that makes sense. In terms of its quality, I would say it was it was up there with Turtles in terms of the quality of its animation. Um, yeah, yeah, it's not great, fair. but certainly not bad. Yeah, it's passable um, thing. Yeah, it, I, it's not Disney, but you know, it, yeah, what is? Yeah, it's not awful either. Um, so it's, I, I'll be honest, I've actually quite enjoyed it. I can't say I've loved it, and I've got <laughs> no no desire to watch any more. But I haven't disliked watching the ones I've watched, which I expected to. Yeah. So fair play to him on that account. Um, and then just to yeah, circle back around on that um, on that voice cast. Like we've already mentioned Jeff Goldblum. We've mentioned John Ratzenberger. Whoopi Goldberg was in yeah, this. Yeah, Whoopi Goldberg, Margot Kidder replaced her um, in, the, in the second run. Uh, Tim Curry in the second run as well. Uh, Meg Ryan in the initial run as well. I mean, fuck me. Like <laughs> Martin Sheen Meg as well. Ryan, for fuck's sake. Yeah, um, Ma Martin Sheen um, was Sly Sludge in the originals. Then Jim Cummins um, took over. Um, Cam Clark's in there. Um, you've got uh, fucking hell. Who's got Malcolm McDowell? I mean, this is a fucking who's who of uh, of people who should know better. I mean, the thing is, that they all thought they were doing good. It's the environmentalism <laughs> yeah. of it all. That's well, that's, that's it. how you get those people. 
Yeah, definitely. No, and no, I mean, billionaire Ted's money doesn't hurt. I was going to say Ted Turner probably doesn't doesn't uh, hurt either, does it? Yeah, um, but yeah, you know, I say it's 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 got it's got that good social message, and that's what people wanted to be attached to. I mean, there's a lot of it now, and there was a lot of it at that point, as of the end of the eighties or the beginning of the nineties. In the interim, it kind of died off a little bit. It became a bit of a naff subject. You didn't really want to talk about it too much. You didn't really want to dwell on it. It was something that we all knew we should be doing better on. And if we ignore it and just you know, pretend we're doing our bit, it'll kind of go away. And then we found all the fucking landfills underneath China, um, which proved a point. Um, and then it came back again. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's I say you, you're right. It's that sort of thing that says, well, yeah, it's, it's a good project to be involved in because people will see us doing something good. Yeah. I mean, just... Um just to come back to that cast again sorry because i've just looked it up now yeah um quite aside from the the mega stars of it all you know just in terms of the actual voice cast and yeah. in terms of voice actors we've got uh morris lamarche in here we've yeah. got um we've already mentioned john ratzenberger yeah you got cam clark in there you've we got, got cam um, clark we've got Jim frank Cummins. welker you know, just just the voice talent itself, aside from the megastars, and then I've just realised, looking right down the bottom, because of course, how could he not be? Fucking Sting yes. was a villain in this as well, and I've actually <laughs> watched the episode that he's in that he's in and didn't realise it. <laughs> <laughs> of course, Sting was in this. Well, I mean, of course he was. I'm surprised Bono isn't fucking in it as well. If it was, if it was made now, he would be, wouldn't he? Yeah, absolutely. It's funny, I was talking about Bono last night with my brother um, and about the, uh, the the less than favourable reception you got at um, Glastonbury when we were there. And yeah. that fucking water aid ad- advert every 20 seconds. Yeah, less said about Bono, the fucking better, really. Um, yeah, I, I think I think the, the, the conversation ended with, yeah, he's a cunt. And that was it. I think that's pretty much how every conversation about Bono ends, isn't it? Pretty much, yeah. Or oh, I wish somebody would kill that cunt. Yeah. I, maybe, I think... maybe he'll get coronavirus. Who knows? Yeah, I don't wish it on anybody. No, absolutely uh, not. But, you know, if it's got to happen to somebody, I'd rather him than me. <laughs> well, yeah, I'd rather him than you as well. Um, and I'd rather both of you than me. But anyway, moving that's on. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, that's one of our two listeners gone. Uh, yeah. Um, I, on, on top of all of that as well, I think we need to address that closing theme song. We, we just, oh, yeah. we touched on it back at the start, but... As somebody who unashamedly loves 90s and early 2000s hippity hop music, um, <laughs> the cheesier the rap, the better. And oh, I talked yes. about this in the Pokemon episode as well. Yeah. Um, this just is, this is right up my street, <laughs> this end theme. Yeah. Um, I mean, we, we, we've yeah. talked about. Um... The we talked about start theme, not so much. I don't think. No, the start theme's a little bit lame. I mean, we've talked about many times, and we will do it at some point um, about looking at um, the best theme songs on on some of these shows that we've looked at. Um, and the opening the opening theme wouldn't be on there for me. The closing theme, fuck me, that's right up there. Even just when the intro starts kicking into it, and you've got that that beat going, and they're all yeah. chanting their rings out, I was just like, yeah. oh yeah. As soon as, as soon as I got that at the end of the first episode, <laughs> I was like, yeah, this is what. This is probably the main thing I remember. Yeah, me too. Actually, Captain Planet. To be fair. Yeah, that and the uh, so that and just the general aesthetic of him. I think you know you, you, for for the criticism we've laid he he was very he had a very iconic look, um, and it's I mean you could show that to people now and go do you know who that is and they go oh yeah one of the environmental guy they might I, not remember the name but they they remember what he was yeah I I have a, a t shirt with a lot of nineties cartoon heroes on it. Um, and you've got people like Wolverine on this T-shirt. You've got yeah. the turtles on it and stuff. And Captain Planet's right there, front and center. Yeah. Like he is the main attraction of the T-shirt, and that says a lot. I think. Yeah, it does. Like that—that's how iconic that that character's look is. Yeah. Um, and it, I think that is just because he's he's budget Superman, and yeah, unfortunately, a lot of people have a preconceived notion of what Superman is. And that's not what Superman is. But I think because of that, they get turned off quite easily with Superman. Whereas for some reason, because Captain Planet wasn't Superman, yeah, they just took to it a bit more as kids. And we didn't really have Superman at this point on TV for us either. Like we had Lois and Clark. Well, that was a couple of years after this. I mean, that was probably 93, 94, was it? Okay, so there you go then. So I mean, this, certain... this was a good four or five years before that. And we certainly hadn't had the Superman animated series because that came after Batman. 
Yes. So, you know, I guess there's there's a generation of kids as well who, who didn't have Superman in cartoons on TV. Well, not... no, I mean, you had you had the Christopher Reeve movies, and then the, I had a tape which I was given, um, a VHS uh, tape which I was given for a birthday, and it was four episodes of, I mean, 40s Superman shorts. Uh, George Reeves. Um, oh, anime, cartoons. Anime, cartoons. All right, sorry. okay, yeah. Yeah, I know um, the ones you mean, yeah. Um, and, yeah, they were pretty, you know, they were pretty shit, but that's, that's all, all we had. I mean, I didn't, I never saw any others. Um, so up until we got the, the animated series, um, all we had was Christopher Reeve, and so the, I think there were four or six five-minute episodes on the tape, and that was it. Yeah. So, like in fairness, he was probably the closest that you would come because yeah, he, yeah, he just looked, he fucking looks exactly like Superman, just with blue skin and green hair. Yeah, and he and he flies, and he he has similar. No, I mean, in obviously you've got in Superman one where he reverses the. Uh, the Earth, so we can. He flies yeah. around the Earth. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you get the impression that Captain Planet could have done that by just making a fucking tornado around it and go the other way. I mean, um, did they ever? Did he have a weakness? I don't think they ever actually nerfed him, did they? He was no, I don't think pretty much invincible, wasn't he? Yeah, I mean, if, again, if ever there was a fucking call for toxic waste, yes, they did. Yes, they did with toxic waste, um, and then they cleaned him off, much like they would clean a seal. Okay, so pollution can harm him. That's yes. a bit. That's a bit rubbish, really, isn't it? If you're well, yeah, a superhero who given... fights pollution, if the yeah. very thing you're fighting can harm you, you're a bit rubbish. Yeah, that's like being a fucking Joe Methadone, isn't it? Yeah, that's that's a bit rubbish. That is. Um... Uh, but yeah, but they cleaned him off much like they just wiped him off with a rag, like you would with a seal, and job done. Because uh, toxic waste works like that, doesn't it? Well, yeah, you know, <laughs> absolutely. It doesn't corrode. It just um, kind of sticks on you a little bit. Mm. Bright um, green or bright orange. Jesus. Toxic waste, man. Toxic waste in the fucking 90s. Seriously. Although I did watch Roger Rabbit yesterday as well. And uh, the, the dip concoction there, I thought, was fucking, was, uh, that's m- pretty much akin to what, again, what the 90s was. It's just this fucking toxic barrel of stuff. Bright all, green shit. Or yeah. chemicals that were going to kill you. Yeah. Yeah. Chemicals in the 90s, quicksand in the 80s. One thing I did learn about quicksand that I do know for sure with quicksand is if you ever find yourself on a horse in a desert yeah you're fine as long as you stay on your horse quicksand yeah. only gets you if you get off the horse and lead it by the nose yeah. that's yeah. when quicksand gets you yeah that makes sense yeah so i'm gonna have to google quicksand i'd find out what the fuck it actually does um it fucking swallows you whole like we know this uh Forms a saturated loose sand when sand is suddenly agitated. When water in sand can't escape, it creates liquefied soil that loses strength and can't support weight. It's kind of like I said earlier, you've got different consistencies and you sink into it, more or less. Yeah. Um, so I don't know what else I've got to say about Captain Planet. Really. No, I mean, I think we've, we've, we've kind of covered it. I mean, yeah, it's, it's easy to rag on because it's so fucking camp and so naff. Um, but it's... I think the message was there, and I think it could have been done in a better way. And if it was done now, it would be done in a lot more subtle way. But I think that for the most part, it's I said no, it, 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 it's not a bad watch. It's just a bit fucking cringy at times. Um, but yeah, I mean, I know I I struggled to get through it just because I was. I'm mean, I'm operating on about four hours sleep for the last week and a half, so I mean, it's uh, it, it wasn't really going to do it do a lot for me anyway. Um, but I got to the end of the second episode. I was like, "No, nah, fuck it. I can't. I just can't do it. I can't concentrate on it because it was just so fucking yeah and in your face." But I mean, yeah, it's um, we we've watched a lot worse on this show. We've certainly watched a lot worse on uh, on Better Than Mario. Um, and yeah, I know it's it's one of those that I'm I'm probably not going to go back and seek out anymore. I mean, I may at some point pull on some of the more educational episodes for the kids and you know, let them watch it while I go and do something more fun, like you know, skinning myself. But um, yeah, no, it's. It, it is what it is. It, it, it's very, it's very of its time, and I think there's an important message that carries even today. Um, I just don't think the execution was as good as it could have been. Yeah, I completely agree. I think, um, I think the quality of the show is actually pretty good. I think the voice talent is good, uh, exceptional in some cases, um, ridiculously exceptional. Uh, I think the theme is good. The animation is passable. Character designs, for all we've ragged on them being, you know, budget Superman are serviceable and good, you know? Yeah. Um, Again, apart from Marcy with the fucking traditional Native American um, Hispanic dress. Yeah. Um, And and look, those those stereotypes are horrible. But they, again, they're of their time. Um, What what I cannot get away from even now as an adult, and and all of that is is good stuff as far as I'm concerned. You know, if you'd have asked me as a, 
10 11 year old what i thought of this i just tell you it was rubbish yeah. um but all of that as an adult i think i can i can take um and it's not it's not good enough that i want to watch more and i feel that that is only because it's not the show that it could be i think yeah. the message would resonate far stronger even as preachy as it is i think that message would resonate far stronger if they locked it to its central cast and yes. they had some like a, a central ongoing villain with an overarching scheme or something. And I think that's what it's missing. And that's why it feels preachy is because the message is actually hollow. Yeah. You know, um, and it's a shame because it obviously does mean well and it's it's well produced. Just it just falls short of the mark, unfortunately. Um, yeah yeah i think that's probably the the best way to look at it um yeah is it something that i'm ever gonna go back and watch again probably not but you know it's it's certainly not a bad thing yeah uh i would agree i'm I'm glad we've looked at it again because i certainly think it's better than i remember it being yeah i just still don't think it's particularly remarkable no i think that it stood out probably more as, as much as it did because there was nothing else doing the same thing yes i mean you had um, at the time you had lots of other cartoons that were about superheroes or people saving the world and all this sort of incredible stuff. I mean, in the 80s, you know, we had some of the more um, arc-driven stuff, you know, things like, um, uh, fucking hell, things, you know, things like Ulysses and Jace and Cities of Gold. We'd kind of gone away from that and more into the sort of story of the week sort of thing. Um, and that's kind of what this was, but it had a it had a theme, um, which, you know, not just rate for book reports. Um so yeah, I mean, it it was. I think it's as memorable be- and stands out as much because there was nothing else doing it. So it was the only thing you you had to gravitate towards, and it had a kick-ass closing theme as well. Yeah, it did. Um, so yeah, look, all in all, if you liked Captain Planet as a kid, you'll probably like it now. Yeah. Um, if you didn't, maybe it'll surprise you, but you're yeah. not going to watch any more than an episode. And if you've never encountered Captain Planet before, um, if I'm honest. I'll probably give it a swerve. Um, yeah, to be fair. I, I don't I don't really think I can recommend it if I'm honest. Um I think anything that this does is done better somewhere else. If you want a team of of superhero kids um having to learn to bond and get along with each other, just watch Power Rangers. Yeah. Um, if if you want a show with a, a strong environmental message um see anything since captain planet really yeah watch um, wally if you, if you want the cautionary tale that this is supposed to be watch wally uh, or you know fucking dark crystal that's just netflix did last year um is about as good a show about the destruction of a planet as i think you'll you'll ever see and it's got henson puppets in it so can't go wrong go, go watch that um I mean, see also, even from before this, really, if you want to get into it, see fucking Thundercats and Transformers and yeah. all those other shows where planets have been ravaged by war. Um, the message is still kind of there. Um, the The real draw, if you want this for anything, the real draw is those fucking megastars yeah. and that end theme. The end theme you'll find on YouTube, and I'm pretty sure if you just type in the star's name and Captain Planet, you'll probably find clips of them doing the voices as well. So yes. I mean, the, the, it's, it, YouTube is crawling with this. It's not, it's not difficult to find at all. It's very well loved. That is one thing I will say for it. Yes. Still, it is very well loved. Yeah. Um, Nostalgia is a hell of a thing. Yeah, it is. And I mean, I think that it's, it's kind of having a new lease of life as well, given the current climate and given what's going on around, around the world you know, in the last couple of years. It's it's doing well. I mean, I'm on the Captain Planet Foundation website now, which is CaptainPlanetFoundation.org. If anybody's interested, um, but you know, again, the work they're doing, you know, they've, they've they sort of give some of the stats of their projects. You now they've they've funded thousands of projects and you know, thirty countries around the world. Um, they've they've saved eighteen hundred species of of, uh, of 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 life on the planet. It shows the good work that's been done. It's all and it's all predicated towards um, education uh, for. As and for you know, for younger children, to, so you can't get you get them young, you embed it early, so that by the time you, you know they get to being in any sort of position to make a change, they actually want to because they realise the importance of it, not just it's been kind of rammed down their throat by an autistic Swede. Um, 
but yes, I mean, it's some, it's some lots and there's lots of good stuff on there. So I would recommend people uh, check that out. That's CaptainPlanetFoundation.org, and I'm not being sponsored for that. I'm just going to do it anyway. Um, I well, if they want to chuck us a few bucks, no, go ahead. I have an image of a Swede, like vegetable, <laughs> a Swede. It took I, it took me a minute to realise what you were saying. Like I I was like, what the fuck. I've I'd formed a little cartoon in my head of a of a Swede with autism. Um, oh dear God, that's probably not going to go over well. Been a rough week, folks. <laughs> it's only fucking Monday. Uh, okay, last week was a rough week. Then uh, this yes, week isn't looking was. much better. So. No, tell me about it. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, as as, as you said, now if 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 you remember, if you want to get in touch with us, and no, I mean, I've I've spoken to lots of people um, in the last week or so. Um, I'm living on fucking teleconference at the moment. It's like I'm watching shit movies all day, um, and not for the pleasure of doing a podcast about it. Um, but I, I was talking to somebody a couple of people on Friday. We had a, a social meeting on Friday afternoon where we all sat in front of our computers and had a couple of beers. Um, and somebody asked what we if we were still recording and what we were doing. And I said we were doing this, and about half a dozen people went, "Oh fuck yeah, I remember that the dude with the green hair and the rings and shit." I was like, "So you know, this is this is well loved, and these are people who are." considerably older than us who would have kids who are not far off our age i mean they, they probably remember from that side of it but even now you know, 30 years later they're still remembering it fondly so i mean this this thing has had an impact across across the board so uh, as well no as the, social, about it. yeah so i mean yeah it means if you do remember share share your thoughts with us i mean that's not that's why we do the show at the end of the day but um yeah get in touch with us on uh, on twitter at SMPD pod um on facebook with a double double down podcast network i can't speak anymore um you can go to our website ddpodcast.net where you can find previous episodes of this show other shows you can get in touch with us via email and so on um but yeah let us know what you think let's not um let us have it um i mean yeah we've been quite vocal on this so we we appreciate it back um but until next time go planet by your powers combined i am captain planet Captain Planet has to say. The power is yours.